open up your mind even when it's dark we still gon' shine hey open up your mind even when it's dark we still gon' shine hey Hey, this is Colin Cadet. And Alexa Claire. And Sky Blanks. And you're listening to the 2721 Club. Perfect, perfect. Overlean. The Overlean and the purple. <laughs> I was thinking about the same shit. Yeah, I was thinking about oversipping on lean. That's, this is how this episode should start. <laughs> Include the part of me talking about oversipping on lean. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start us off? No, you start us off. I'll Hello. start us off. Hello, welcome to this week of. Okay, this is like a family picture. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucking proud family. For like, Christmas, for huh? Christmas episode, we should all be in like the matching onesies. That would be great. Oh, can we do that? Can we do matching onesies? I would like to do that. Is, would that be gender? Like, <laughs> we're talking about gender inclusive. <laughs> like, yeah, they're like. Loose, like one size fits all. I feel like uh, you, you see Bishop, Bishop and his family. We were matching. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Like, so cute. I'm like, you got mad family members. Shit. Yeah, yeah, he got like four brothers and sisters or something. Yeah, it's a church family. It's shit. like a religious. Yeah, <laughs> I want to bring. We have to edit that. I, I want onesies to be ready. All right, ready? Uh, oh, I, wait, you have to clap. I would clap so I have to sync that. You, with you this. do this. Okay, do that. Do the thing. Bloopers. No, that was bad. No, this should be included. No, it's not good. This thing can't even okay. clap, nigga. <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome to the Twenty Seven Twenty One Club. You just yelled at today. Me. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Today, we'll be talking about. Um, Fuck. Okay, we gotta be serious. Okay, yeah, we gotta be serious. We're still recording. Oh, it's okay. It's Y'all. Okay. No, I like this though. <laughs> this is good content. The audience wants to see who you really are, bro. Okay. So, hey everybody, welcome to the 2721 Club. Today we'll be talking about modest versus honest. And what does that mean for us, right? Mm-hmm. This boy, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when I think about modesty and honesty, that doesn't really correlate, I guess, normally together. It's kind of, you know, separate aspects of your you know, personality. Um, when you think about modesty, people are like, oh, you know, don't be flashy with your money, your career, bragging on LinkedIn, all that stuff. Um, but honesty is always like, oh, you know, tell, tell your family what's up, you know, tell your friends, you know, what you're up to. And so how do you, you know, walk that line of balancing? Like, yeah, I'm going to tell everybody I got this great job. I'm going to, you know, travel and do this stuff, but don't seem like you're bragging too much. Or is it okay to, you know, say, talk your shit and be like, hey, you know, I'm doing this. I'm I'm really good at this, and this is what's going on for me, um, and not really attracting negative attention to yourself, or you know you embrace that negative attention. So, I think that's where we kind of right. start. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I was at Roti eating some food, and I was like, I need to entertain myself right now. So I went on YouTube. Sometimes I people watch, but I just didn't like to look at people in that moment. So then I, <laughs> so then I went on YouTube, and I was like, I'm I'm gonna watch something. And I watched Jay Shetty's interview with um, Gary V. And they were talking about how, um, like, on this conversation of modesty and honesty, they were talking about, like, the world of, like, social media and, like, reading comments and, like, this whole conversation of, like, should you be reading comments, right? Like, never read the comments. Maybe you should read the comments. Mm-hmm. And, like, what should our reaction be to, like, negative energy? generally like if you're receiving criticism specifically like they're speaking within the context of an online comment section 
but the the Gary V's point was like um you know they were talking about humility and like <clears throat> it's like he says he does two things for one the person who is being negative is usually hurt themselves so he's you know exercises some form of like empathy or sympathy and then he said the second thing that he does is um actually try to synthesize what was valuable valuable about what they were saying right which is like a really difficult thing to do like when you're being very egoic and personal you take you take somebody's like feedback to you and you only can receive it personally but like that person who allows himself to like really be celebrated is also the most likely to experience the vulnerability of being you know criticized um and i think that's an interesting middle role where it's like if, if you are um honest and like if, if i think that like in being able to really like celebrate yourself it's like there's this there's this neutral place where you return to where it's like you can't like it's almost like you can't be paying too much attention to the celebration right like you have to know it's almost like an internal a personal celebration right you can't allow the external celebrating of you to affect you too much because then when the negativity externally happens then you have to take that all on mm. you got to have your own inner relationship with whatever the thing is so if let's say there is a negative comment section or somebody's saying something negative you already knew where you were at like these people don't tell you who you are even when it's like success um and so when you hear a negative person as gary v said one it's like okay like this person is not probably not doing well and secondly like because i'm at this place where like i'm neutral like you can't you can't tell me i'm good or bad i get to look at this comment section and say and synthesize this feedback and be like what really was this person trying to say like what am i hearing in 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 whatever this person's like you know negativity is is being spewed yeah Yeah, I think you can learn from, you know, a lot of things um, from people that, you know, they, a lot of times, like, for people that are big, like, um, the people you're talking about, like, Gary Vee, like, you know, people just throwing random stuff out that don't really know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and so you have that knowledge, like, hey, what's your platform? What's your scope? Who's that person that's actually criticizing you? And, you know, what does that value bring? Are they just doing it to bring you down? Are they doing it because they, you know, are jealous of you mm -hmm. or... Um, or are they doing it like to have a general like concern about something um, or you know they actually have like a valid point and so you have to take it you say, I wouldn't equally you know um, take every criticism yeah. the same because some people are just there to try and bring you down or they feel bad about themselves and they want to you know to spread the pain and so making sure that you um, understand that and then you know look at and reflect on okay what can I do uh, to improve but I wouldn't get caught up in that too much because you know it's training going through those comments um, you know yeah. taking everything in you want to stay like positive um, and and learn you know from mistakes as always but you know also say hey I'm doing good in these things and yeah. um, and so I'll, I'll continue and and strive to improve that <laughs> I think it depends a lot on the size and quality of your platform so by that I mean I if, you're, if your platform is large, wherever you feel the need to either celebrate yourself or not necessarily the need, but you are simply celebrating yourself or you are simply just being neutral, whatever. It depends on the size of your platform in terms of, you know, 
are you an influencer? And all these people are just saying whatever the whatever. Are we, are we swearing? We're swearing, right? Whatever the fuck, or you know, saying whatever the fuck. Or I know you've been swearing every episode. So I'm like, why am I hesitating? It's been a minute. Um, it's because he's he's a designated swear. You know, he's like I, a monopoly on swearing. I literally swearing. made rap songs. Like I literally <laughs> am on record. On this is your streaming. domain. I'm on streaming services. <laughs> swear words. No, but yeah, so it puts a lot on your on your platform. So the thing I think with interesting with Jay Shetty and Gary Vee is they both are men with huge, huge platforms that talk to people from all over the world. So when other people say negative things to them, it's like, okay, and like yeah. you're just a lay person. <laughs> like, you know, you're a muggle. Like what are you supposed to what are you Not supposed you're to know? A muggle. I mean I'm just like you're a muggle. So <laughs> But if it's people like I don't know, say it was just I don't use myself. Like say I did something like really, really cool. Well I have them. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, yeah, if I that's what I'm saying. Exactly, it's right. Fuck this shit, nigga. We about to talk our shit real quick for you, fuck niggas. All right, let me not. No, no, you're not even gonna shot your face out. Look, in the spirit of this fucking episode, I'm gonna explain some shit for you, fuck niggas, real quick. Fuck all you fuck niggas who was trying to disrespect all my niggas. So I'm sure my mom didn't watch this one. Um, <laughs> this is my fucking platform. I get to talk my shit. All you niggas. <laughs> no, so what I mean is, okay, oh so if it's like gosh. one of us, right? It's one of us. We've done something really incredible, and someone has something negative to say. Are they like who are they in our lives? What kind of quality? What kind of quality do they bring to our platform? So if there's someone that's Yo, low that's quality, and just mean in terms of like. And not that someone's a low quality person, but it's a means of like, I don't know you, you don't know me. You don't yeah, know where exactly, it, how, exactly, what it took for yeah. me to get to this point. You don't know what I did. You don't know anything about the story. So right, right, you just right, need right. to say, and, you know, but if someone that was like, if y'all were to say like, oh, Alexa, you, you ain't right for that. You yeah. were, I'd be like, oh, like, I gotta, you know, let me tone it down. Cause they actually know the story. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, there's a the difference about, there. Yeah. It like, depends on who it's coming from. And another thing with like humility versus, I thought it's interesting that you chose the word modesty, modesty. over humility because modesty for me, the minute I think of modesty, I'm thinking of covering things up, uh, and you know, and not in humility. I, I feel it's like finding comfort in things, like finding, I don't know, it's a different word for me. Yeah, modesty yeah, and humility. True. That's that's different. Yeah, modesty does definitely sound like you are trying to like be accommodating, or you're trying to like sort of yeah, be accommodating. Like, well, humility is for like, you. Think about modesty like, is for others. Modest, like. I think about modest, like what are some, you know, we were talking about fashion earlier, like you work at some, you know, somebody is coming up outfit wise, like this nigga's, this, this person is dressed modestly. What does that even mean? Like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it's like um, and when I think about it, it feels like a conservative. It's like, yeah. oh, this person is not trying to offend with how they're moving. Yeah. So it actually insinuates a perception. From there's a boundary established there. Whereas like, humility, there's, I don't feel a boundary. I feel very much that there is. Yeah, like with modesty, mm. it feels like there's a person. Like I think when we're talking about modest, it insinuates how someone else is perceiving your portrayal. Like if I'm dressed modestly, what makes it modest? The other person who's reacting to how I'm dressed. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. If I was dressed in this way in my own room, is it still modest? If mm. I think it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what's really interesting is like, I think the difference with humility and modesty is like, and humility is like you personally have to have a relationship mm -hmm. with your own portrayal. You know what I'm saying? Like the person who decides whether or not, like who influences whether or not you're actually being humble is you. Do mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't say I'm humble. Yeah. Because that's not humility. You can't tell me that I'm humble. If you're like, man, you're humble. What determines whether or not I'm humble is how I react to you saying that. Interesting. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. But you could say you were dressed modestly. Well, and say, I could be like, oh, I am. <laughs> well, you could say, you know, if I was saying, oh, you you acted humble in that instance, you know, you do like that. Um, I think modesty, you know, what I think about modest is like, I kind of think of like, oh, I make a modest, pay, you know, I make modest pay, you know, I, I, ah. I make modest work. I, you know, you're in the middle. You're in the middle. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm average, or you know, mm -hmm. I'm not really flashy and stuff like that. Mediocre. Or, um, you know, I don't, I, yeah. There's that definition of it being like a, a tone to you know people's appearance and um, acts, but. In terms of what I was defining, like modesty versus honesty, one they, they rhymed, and two I know, did like that it, shit a lot. Yeah, um, I like the, the modesty versus honesty. But like I was thinking of like you know people like oh you know you should tone down, be more more modest about you what you were talking about. You know you know don't you know you're not all that. You know how people criticize mm, and that's say, a good word. They said tone it down. Yeah, like, toning it down. I really, yeah. that's a really important like I, honestly like this this is where I stand on this shit. To be completely honest, I don't actually care how somebody conducts themselves. In terms of like how they like at the end of the day when i talk to you about being modest or being humble i'm saying this because it's probably gonna make it, it improves your experience like here's all right i don't want this conversation on modesty to be about appeasing other people mm -hmm. are you do you understand what i'm saying yeah. yeah if i'm talking to you and i'm like yo you should be more modest why am i saying that because I want you to be more modest because you being more modest will make me feel more comfortable or will it make some other person make feel more comfortable thereafter leading to your success or something? Then you're the slave of how that person's reacting to you forever. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Well, so what I'm really interested in is, I, but I do believe in humility. The reason is not because I like you, I'm gratified by you being humble. Because I think you being humble will better, will create a, a better or more improved experience for you. The reason why is because humility is sustainable. If you are tied into your ego or some illusory version of who you are, every aspect of ego is limited. It has an end point. You know what I'm saying? So if you're sitting here feeling yourself for whatever, some idea of yourself, you know, that's also going to end. There's, the only constant is change. So something's going to happen that you thereafter will have to disconnect from the idea of whatever you had in your mind. And you'll have to feel something different about yourself. There's a funny irony and there's a, it's a paradox in order to truly be embracing your greatness, you need to actually have humility. That's what I think is the funny metaphor of Jesus Christ, is that he's both God and man. And like, literally, that's like communicating something very important, that as beings, we are very limited beings. We are just like going to, like we are only here for a short period of time. Like if you really think about like all of eternity and like the universe, like we're very minuscule. At the same time, we are the universe. So there's a paradox to that. There's like this humility and like, I'm just a man and I'm going to die. But the, the very thing that energizes me is, an etern is, is eternal, right? So like my soul is eternal and that's what makes Colin Colin, but me in this iteration as Colin, as a human, must come to an end. And that those two things have to have this perfect dance. And like, I can stand up and stand in my greatness and feel great and be great, but I have to remind myself, like literally there's a thing I read in a book by Jay Shetty once again. It's my boy. Y'all gotta check him out and I'm plugging him because he's important for y'all. <laughs> no, literally, um, in the book he was talking about how like in ancient Rome, um, people like would, like it would be like generals would win a battle 
and after they win the battle, they would have like a slave come up and whisper in their ear, you are still, you are still a man, like you are just a man. And so in those moments, like outwardly, like you could experience like, wow, greatness. Like there's a guy, another example from the book was like somebody won um, the Nobel, a Nobel prize for doing work and globally to like help child hunger or something like that. And that person, because he was so connected to the work, realized that like he, he like there's still so much more work to do. So even getting that prize, he was like, really? Like I'm, I'm. I feel like I haven't even, I, I haven't done nowhere near enough that I have to do. Mm-hmm. So it's just reminding yourself that there's never, you, the goalpost has to completely always move forward. That's what I'm trying to say. One is finite, one is sustainable. If I'm sitting here talking to you about um, one fixed thing, change, time will just continue to move on. And that fixed thing can't always be the reason that's going to keep you pushing forward. So if you're hum- humbling yourself, like let's say somebody celebrated me for whatever it was, I'm like, I remember when I wasn't this. Mm-hmm. That's when you get to celebrate yourself. But I also remember, I also know that we not done. Mm-hmm. And that's when you come back to earth. You feel how, me? How yeah. do you balance it though? Um, so like a lot of times people our age, you know, are, are young and we, we don't really recognize the achievements we have achieved, right? Mm-hmm. It's such a big achievement just to, you know, cause say we completed, you know, undergrad, um, you know, or even went to college or, you know, yeah. the experiences that we experience are very particular and you don't really see that cause you're around peers that are in a similar boat as you, That's but true. if you reflect back on like people you grew up with and you see their course and they're kind of stagnant, same spot. And how do you reflect and say, you know, I'm not going to belittle someone else, but I know I'm the shit. I know I did this. I achieved this and, you know, helps you take you into negotiations for jobs or um, you know, just your own career stuff or aspirations or projects and say, you know, you maintain that confidence, but also have that chip on your shoulder. Like, Hey, you know, I, I might be a man, but I still, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm just as crazy as anyone else. I'm, you know, maybe the greatest in my fucking field and not come off as, you know, asshole. Um, and you know, if people, I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, 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 I would say don't come off as an asshole, but you're, 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 you have to be motivated because a lot of Bro. times we become too modest, we're team too, we get too, you know, belittled and we're like, oh, you know, like, it's okay, like, well, I'll take that pay cut, whatever. Yeah, it's about considering the why, mm-hmm. right? So what you were just saying about, like, Jesus before was really interesting to me because I immediately thought of, like, the covenant and how, as our human design, we are meant to be communal. We are meant to live amongst one another. But if you make yourself repellent by being arrogant, repellent by belittling those around you, repellent by being, by making yourself appear superior to them or at least make it seem as though you perceive yourself as superior to them you are repellent and you no longer are part of the covenant you're no longer part able to be communal you have to think about the why why should i choose modesty why should i choose humility why should i be humble about my successes about my life story about my life experiences i think it's about considering the why that's how you do it no matter what platform you're on what level of platform you're on whoever you're around it's about your why you have done all of this you have become better a better version of yourself so that you can bring those around you up too. Cause to succeed, like to, to what's, I saw this amazing quote the other day. I think it was to succeed alone. It's like to foster the life I'm special. I'm trying to remember what it was. I have to find that quote, but it really, really touched me because it was so important about like leadership and success and how like, as you go up the, the ladder, how it's so low on the mountaintop, right? I feel very strongly the collective, the, 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 the fruit, that has been harvested from a collective labor is so much sweeter than a microwave dinner for one. Like, honest to God. 
Whoa, okay, I like that. That's I don't know really if that was like, the quote, but even No, that was my quote, that was on me. Yeah, she, she was that <laughs> but that definitely communicated the idea. You know what I mean? Like I, I just it's so much better. So yeah, you may be, you know, you're looking ahead, you're really going, you're really going, you're really going, you're tired, you're exhausted, you're like, you're like okay, I'm finally here. Everyone else needs to be as tired as I was. Everyone else needs to have like struggled as much as I did. For for what? I think that's like one of the funny things that like I think that's one of the like I think it's one of the funny things that capitalism has like inculcated oh, yeah. into us. Hundred percent. That we think that like prosperity is an exclusive experience, but like actually real prosperity, if you really think about like if something is truly abundant, there should be more than enough yes. for everybody. But I think that like we are a product of a society that teaches us that like things that are valuable are, are like scarce. Mm-hmm. So like we think about our value or we think about attaining and having a relationship with value in a scarce way I agree. but that's not actually the nature of um real abundance like mm-hmm. if it's truly valuable if it's truly like something that's like and, and i understand that i think that like you know if you think about like a diamond or whatever there's not like you know diamonds often like there's not that many diamonds well there actually is it's just the control of supply it's a instrumental system they implemented that falsifies the value of something and about scarcity okay good because i don't know enough about diamonds <laughs> but i do know that abundance is like I, it's a falsified yeah like, like devaluation exactly like ultimately that's what i was trying to say yeah. like I, I know i talk a lot about my spiritual stuff but it's stuff that helps me understand these types of concepts the truth is the nature of abundance, the nature of true value and, and prosperity is that it is abundant. Like in order like to get into a, mont- a mentality, like uh, if I believe, if I have like, like what you believe is the reaffirmation of your experience. So if I believe that I, that money is something that I need to hold on to and it's like always going to leave, I have to constantly... Even if somebody gave me, if I woke up tomorrow morning with like $5 million in my bank account, mm-hmm. my lifestyle, my reality won't be affirmed by my beliefs. Because I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm broke, I'm broke. So my life won't, I'll lose the money. Because mm-hmm. I'm talking, I'm, my relationship, my communication with my life and my the, the reality is such that it's scarce. But if I have an abundant mentality, you it begets more prosperity. You see what I'm saying? The law of attraction. And like, ultimately like, we just exist in a system now where there's currency and there's like money and there's capitalism. But like there were beings like before we had a capitalistic system and there were people, human beings who were alive who experienced abundance and prosperity. What does that even mean? What does it mean to have value in a prosperous way? Mm. Are we talking about wealth? What is wealth? Are we talking about money? So what I'm really trying to say is it's like before there was capitalism, money and all that shit, there was people who were able to live with more than enough to go around for people because it's like they tap into actual abundance and prosperity. I, I guess like, I know we've sort of derailed. We were sort of talking about modesty and honesty and it's nearly middle four. Um, but I think the important thing is like, <laughs> what, what happened? Oh, the pillow. <laughs> the important thing is like, you know, um, if you have an exclusive relationship with these things, it, it in and of itself is like, that's actually, that, that could often repel it. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's ego. Like you're saying like, oh, like this is for me only. And I think the person like, going back to your statement too, like so when you were talking about like, you were talking about like how it repels, like the person who's overly arrogant, even you were talking about the arrogance. Mm-hmm. There's my thing with arrogance. Honestly, like 
I, I just feel like arrogance is like a is a other people problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, this is what I think. Like, I think that like you gotta explain that more, bro. I'm not sure if I agree. Well, I think what he's getting at is arrogance blurring lines with ignorance. And not being like here's what I'm trying to say. If you all right, if you actually believe in yourself, my bad, bro. I was just saying you don't want. What sometimes what people get misconstrued is that sometimes when you're overly confident and so confident about something, Mm -hmm. you actually are ignorant about it because you don't know. That's what exactly. But okay, okay, okay. So I think that people who like really are loud about all right. If I need you to fuck with me, like if I need you to like. Think that I'm as like if I need you to think that I'm whatever, that means I don't think that I'm whatever. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I think that I'm whatever so loudly, but you just don't like how much I'm loud okay, about being okay, whatever. That means you don't think that you're whatever. I'm yeah. with you. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So arrogance isn't inherently that person's problem. Mm-hmm. If they actually believe in themselves, I don't give a fuck. How am I bothered by how much you believe in yourself? Yeah. The only time it's a problem is if you don't believe it. And that's not even going to affect me because life going to show you. Yeah. If you're wrong about whatever you think yourself, life going to show you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, there's an arrogance born from insecurity and arrogance born from confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my so, thing is so, like, bro, who's, what's arrogance? I don't care how you feel about yourself. It doesn't affect my life. If you're a good person and you're respectful, like, you just happen to fuck with yourself hella, but you could, but that's really who you are? Who? I, I, I'm not confident if I'm not fucking with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm inspired by Kanye West. This nigga is, was an asshole his whole career saying he was the best. Anybody who had a problem with Kanye saying he was the best, that's your problem. Kanye literally proved to us that he was the best. Niggas fuck, hate Russ because he was, he was talking shit about himself. Now, I will say there was times when Russ was, was doing a little bit too much. <laughs> but I will say that, like, Russ literally proved, like, through self-belief, he was able to, like, make it happen for himself. And I do think... and. While, yes, I, maybe his communication of it could have been better, and I think that is probably influencing a lot of the, the flack he got, I also believe that a lot of the flack may have been, as he mentioned, because people who have low confidence don't like seeing other people who are who really believe in themselves. And as, I was talking to Scott about this yesterday. That's a form of control. Like, mm-hmm. Of course the society does not want people to fuck with themselves. Like, if you want, like, in order to keep a people at a lowered state, I'm, I'm, we're, we're spending time learning about slavery in my social movements class right now. Like, that's, like, one of the purposes of, like, religion. Like, especially, like, when African people had their uh, spiritual practices back in the continent. Taking people away from that heritage is very intentionally meant to disempower them. Because you need to tell, you need to try to convince them outside of their own power. That you need to do that in order to control them. Like, if there was... How were hundreds of like like millions of people in a country? What would happen if every one of them thought that they were the shit and that they could be just as powerful as the like? What is power to you? Like, what do you who do you think is the most powerful person? Mm. The president, God? Like, who, who? Whatever that answer is to you, if if those hundred millions of people thought of themselves as that answer, how the fuck can we control them? So the best thing we could do is tell them that they can't do shit. And we have to convince them that they can't do shit. That's the whole thing about society rules and regulations, right? That's why I get pissed off when motherfuckers hate on the nigga who fucks with himself because you're literally being the motherfucking agent off the matrix. You're literally being the nigga who's like, Mr. Andrew, you're that nigga. Like, when the nigga comes out and, you're, and he, and like, tries to say, yo, like, what if we can rise above this shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, as Hove talks about, like, crabs in the barrel, right? Like, trying to pull niggas out the fucking barrel. 
Niggas is trying to pull you back down when they're like, yo, you can't. Meek Mill had a fucking um, interview recently where he was talking about somebody in the hood who's trying to get a camera and trying to learn how to get better at making films. And niggas in the hood be like, what the fuck you got a camera for, bro? That's lame. Well, that's a little the thing about, about that mentality is like, exactly. it's yeah. literally like, it literally begets oh, like a reading? lower stage. <laughs> Niggas hate on you for trying to be more or trying yeah. to be better mm-hmm. or owning that you could be better. Because it's projection of insecurity onto you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, but what does that do in a larger sense? It keeps everybody lower. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm not going to be the nigga who hates on the guy who's arrogant. Because even if that nigga isn't, even if that nigga doesn't believe in himself, life don't show him anyways. Well, I don't got to show him. Yeah. He gonna embarrass himself. Life gonna humiliate him if he don't really reach humility. In order to truly sustain greatness, it has to be based in humility. Okay. You have to know you're a man in order to be God. Ooh. I love that line. <laughs> that was really good. I just I just say stupid random. I, I, I go I just go by a rant, bro. <laughs> y'all want me y'all want me to get a podcast, I got one. <laughs> I just talk too damn much, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I feel like what happened, bro? You're good. Um, <clears throat> how do we make like the com? I think there's a conversation though on practicality, like which is like, you know, like the lived experience. Like I think that like I think Sky's really good at that. I'm good at like being in. I go really live <laughs> but like you're good at like really applying it to like real lived experiences mm-hmm. and you're like yo like you know like on a, in an interview like you sort of gotta respect yourself you can't go into the interview. like think about assuming assuming that i had to be super modest how would i get the job mm-hmm. like me and him were talking about this like i was like mm-hmm. yo if i ever wanted to be in a space you know even as an artist like if i was gonna work with a label and deliver at the level of an artist signed as a to label I should not go to them unless I think that I'm going to be able to deliver in a highly impactful way. Absolutely. But if but if I think that now, they're like, what? Like people look at you like, why would you think that? But that's you're not signed it's, yet. It's that constant juggle of being attractive enough to them and also not being repellent to them. It's it's that juggle of the in between. You do this is why they tell you everyone to do sales, right? Because sale selling anything, I sold Verizon files right in the hood in, in fucking Canarsie, Brooklyn, and you know you go up and talk to people and shit, and you you're trying to convince them about this product, but you do that about yourself in everyday life, right? When you meet new people and you have interviews, and it's that balance of like I'm not shoving this shit down your throat to buy Verizon. This is what the benefits of it can be. These are the things that you know will help you. These things that help me. You know, let's make this work. And so this is the kind of the process of you being a salesperson for yourself. Um, of being, you know, a little bit, this is the shit. This is what I'm selling you. If it's me or this, this fucking, you know, service, mm-hmm. and this is what you need to, um, you know, buy into, and that's what you have to do. And so what people that aren't good at sales aren't good at selling themselves because they don't, you know, you need to sell yourself first. You need to tell the story. You need to be that person, person that's confident with the product. Cause you're like, Oh, you know, I don't know what, you know, uh, this, you I might like it. You might like yeah. it. If you're unsure about that fucking product and you're sure about yourself and no one's going to believe you. That's so you true, have to be unapologetic about it. And so that's, yeah. the, that's the attitude you need to go in with everything is like, you don't have to be outward with it, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to be on social media calling out people, trying to start pick yeah. fights and yeah. shit. Yeah. You're, you know, that's and you're sitting yourself and you're confident about it on your, on your own, your own, you know, uh, bedroom when you're thinking about, oh, I know I can write this essay. I'm really good at writing. I'm really good at taking videos. Um, you know, this is my shit. You know, I enjoy this. I know I'm the best in my field and I can say that. 
because I, no one's proving me wrong right now. And that's what you say and you can sit with. And you don't have to blast into the streets. You don't have to go after exactly, somebody. Yeah. And that's okay. It's really unsaid. That, like, yeah. I feel like I feel like shit be unsaid. Like I feel like real confidence is quiet. Like it's real. Yes. Like, I feel like I feel like that's I also think real wealth is quiet, but that's a separate. Oh well, yeah, that's another, that's another topic. But like I think that like real confidence is quiet. Like that's I I, I think you could like I think you could really like that's what that's my whole point. This is really like this really comes down to your relationship with yourself. This is, that's why that's why that's why I was really big on with the whole modesty thing when we started was like I'm not interested in what you think about me. Like that's what you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I don't care about like another quote, which is like it was talking about how like and this is a this is study in psychology and Ferrari talks about this is really what the ego is, is really just like your social face. But really like the funny thing is that it's like if the quote was like who I am is not who I think I am or not even who you think I am. It's who I think you think I am. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Now going back to this modesty conversation, why are you being modest? Because I think you think that I need to act this way. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? The difference needs to be, what do you think of you? I don't give a fuck about what these motherfuckers might think of me. Mm-hmm. Then I'm always their slave. Which really, I'm my, it's like subconscious, like what do I think they might think? You know what I'm saying? Which is always influenced by you. In the, you know what I'm saying? So rather, fuck all that shit. Mm-hmm. What do you think you need to be? That's why I don't, you know what I'm saying? So like, I'm sorry, I'm, I forgot where I was. So, so I guess, you know, going to that is like, how much of it is, is pure, you know, oh, I think I remember saying. overconfidence, right? Like, I, I got, how did you oh, yeah, ground so yourself? Okay, so what I was basically trying to say was like, in the, in the like, in it being like quiet, like in it being silent, is like, it matters in how you think about you. Like in your th- inner thoughts, in your inner relationship with yourself, what are you telling yourself? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I start, like, if your relationship to yourself is like, yo, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I know I'm really good at this. Whatever the thing is. Like, for me, it's my art. I'll be like, yo, I'm really good at this. But does that make me a better person than someone else? No, we all sinners. We all just men. I think about that, or obviously gender, that's a gender statement, but like, you know, human, right? We all are just human. We all are just sinners. Like, at the end of the day, I can think about, you know what I do sometimes? When I'm feeling myself, I'm like, damn, what's like one of the worst things that I've done? Anytime I'm like, yo, I'm fucking dope. Then I'm like, damn, but like, so it's like, one thing is like. Wait, why do you do that? Like, even I'm quoting this with my boy Shetty too much. But he talks about this, which is like, one way to keep you grounded is like, spend more time thinking about like, your moments of humanity rather than your, your moments of like highness, like, like I think. But, like, wait, 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 can I just say really quick? Why is humanity for you something that where you think about you. what? Yeah, what pains you? Okay, so why like, for example, like one, like all right. So if I'm in a moment where I'm like, dang, okay, it's one part of my ego is like I used to, like I spend a lot of time being like, oh, I'm a good person. So like, I I had a moment where I like thought I was really morally questionable. It wasn't that morally questionable actually. Now under upon reflection, those who I talked about was like, you're fine. It wasn't that big of a deal was actually more of a testament to the fact that I'm just like, I care too much. But really, it's like, I thought that I was being a bad person. But the value of the fact that I thought I was being a bad person is it eroded this egoic But that's, that's society telling you you're a bad person. Yeah. And it's not, what makes you a bad person? If I, it, it's all moral But my point it. is, my point is, it doesn't matter if I'm a good or a bad person. What matters is, I just had a moment where I wasn't, the, I, 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 I was lowered. Do you see what I'm saying? 
it's hard for me to explain this, but it's like if I if I can be wrong. You see what I'm trying to say? I understand. You're saying you're saying you're having the flip side of the 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 excellence of what you're you're achieving, and you want you know something to ground you, that something that you made a mistake. But I think that's a little bit like self harming when you you're, 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 you're right. No, I also like am like on a confidence level and a self esteem level. Like I'm not the nigga to like be. I I should not be telling myself the nigga. It's a harsh thing, metric because it's like hard. But like, and obviously, it's probably a better way to say that. But my point is, it's just to say that like. Going back to my previous thing, which is just like, honestly, it's just like I feel like shit is just quiet. Like, if I if my inner relationship with myself is one way, then how it, it comes off in the external world could be another way. Like, if I'm telling myself I'm the shit in my own mind, mm -hmm. if I have a great huge moment, and then people are like, "Yo, like, how do you feel?" I'd be like, "That was cool." Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. I like, can I say really quick? I like yeah. that you just said, how do you feel? Because I think it's more about how you feel, what your, what your subconscious yeah. feels. It's like how last time, last time we were on the podcast, we were talking, I shared this illustration in my head. Of, I just think, I think of pictures. So I think about how, you know, see this whole concert deal, right? There's a bunch of people and there's a stage. And on that stage is a really large mirror. So many of us live in the audience. We live in the audience. We're watching our life. Right, we feel the emotions of the audience as the pictures change, as what's going on, whatever we feel, whatever they're feeling. But then, when someone asks you, "How do you feel? What do you think? What do you? What's going on inside of you?" You're taking the time to, you know, weave your way through the crowd, go up on that stage, and look at yourself in the mirror, and turn the mirror so that the audience is behind you. You can't see their reactions to whatever you're seeing, and to whatever you're feeling, and to whatever you're choosing to feel. I think it's so important about. Like, a lot of people don't think, okay, so if I were to sit in a room by myself, and this is something I got actually from a friend of mine, my friend Meredith Shaddock, she's incredible. But you sit down in a room, what are you feeling? What do you, what do you think? What is your immediate emotion? When you think of yourself in a room alone, sitting, sitting down, what do you feel? And she shared with me that someone that she asked that to was like, I feel disgusted. And another person was like, I, I said, I feel gratitude. Another person said, I feel deeply depressed. Like, whatever, you just feel different things. Everyone feels different things. And that changes because it changes in cycles. But I think it's born from your subconscious. Whatever you feel that is born from your subconscious is how you are able to birth whatever confidence you need. And that kind of keeps you humble because you know that it changes with the cycles. You're not always going to be on top. And I don't even want to say on top because that immediately assumes like a certain dichotomy of either you're high or you're low. Sometimes your neutral frequency, like your regular neutral you know, vibe is good too. You don't always have to be on a high. No, you don't always got to be low. So you got to be good with just sitting on that stage, looking in the mirror and being okay with what you see and being happy right. with it and being at peace with it and being grounded content, with content. it. Being content. Thank yeah, you. Like, exactly. I agree. Like you are spitting high key right now. So. Yeah, but I really feel that way because so many of us, so first of all, you know, teenagers, whatever we, well, most of us, I'm not going to say everyone, but a lot of people live in the audience. And that's the thing about, have you ever gotten, you go to a concert, you feel what everyone else is feeling. It's so palpable. It is, you, you yeah, literally see the emotions. <laughs> you literally feel the emotions. Yeah. Or you can see them talking amongst themselves like, oh, did you, did you see what just on the screen? Ew, like, I would never. Like, you, you see that and you hear that even if you yeah, are not actively engaged in it. Yeah. yeah, even if you're not actively engaged in it. And sometimes you do engage in it yourself. And it can be you on that stage that you're judging like that. But what happens when someone stops you and, and says, hey, Go up on that stage, go look in the mirror, turn it around so well, we can't see you. I think that goes into, so like, you interestingly pulled back, like, reflecting back at, like, being a teenager. Mm. Uh, and, Disgusting. And, Never uh, again. 
and be in that environment where you have sick and twisted. You have all the teenager, bro. I was chilling. But you have all this harm now. But like going through the te- being a teenager, going through puberty, going through those like like institutional changes in your head of like what life is. It creates like this like shared trauma. Yeah. And, and that's why a lot of us become connected because humans are like less intentionally connected as people. Like we all feel each other's feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're not that close to that person, like you said, the energy in a concert where you all are like on the same type of vibe, there's like this aura and you can also feel the people you surround yourself with. And yes. so like in, in these hubs of things like jobs, universities, stuff like that, if you, you walk into a room and everyone's like kind of like, uh, about, this professor, this test, everyone kind of feels anxiety. Uh, if you feel about, you know, this job project or something, everyone's excited about it, then you kind of feel that energy too. And that goes with like your main five people like that around you. 100%. If you spend a lot of time with them, they're very, you know, you kind of exhibit the same type of emotion and, exactly. and, and habits. Yeah, and yeah. so there's this interconnection that kind of exists with all of us. Yeah. When you go against that grain, when you are in a different tribe than the people that are watching you in the audience. Or your own tribe. Yeah. They By will, yourself. Yeah, they'll they'll come be abrasive about it and see you as yeah, you know, be, like, oh, yeah. you know, trying to escape and not be with them or whatever. And yeah. trying to you. Like, why are you, yeah. why are you not doing this? Like, I hear you. Like, literally, like this is getting into some sociology shit. <laughs> um, but like, actually, um, and that's even you know, a psychology thing. Like, you know, what I'm saying bystander. Like, there's like something called bystander effect, and mm-hmm. I might get into that right. But like. Yeah, like the person. This is there's a whole thing. This whole social deviance thing about this, which is like the person who like. That's why no movements happen. The person who breaks away from like what everybody, un, there's this unsaidness about society. The person who breaks away from the unsaidness usually is looked upon with like a lot of like, what the, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like you stop doing business as usual. But if business as usual isn't working, then like usually you have to stop doing business as usual. Like. And you know that's why those change makers. Light on this too. Oh yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, um, but yeah, I feel like those people who like really influence culture or influence just history, obviously weren't received favorably by the mass side of the time. Like, I think a lot of the ways. Yeah, we're they're taught, always prosecuted. Yeah, like, the way we're taught. <laughs> they were killed. Yeah. No, like, the way we're taught about Martin Luther King is a very Disney-fied, romanticized way that he like. Was this superhero of America? No, that man but was like, sleeping he with no, women. Was, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, that's not. Martin Luther King was public enemy number one. Uh, that's like wow. What the? What? But if we are destroying black heroes, another person who was sleeping with white women is Barack Obama. He almost married a white woman. I know, I know. I'm fucking. Yeah. Are you speaking about like how like? Oh, yo, okay, so That's I watched that. Sorry, we gotta stay on this. No, no, we're staying on this, we're staying on this. I swear to God, I'm staying on it. Like, the Malcolm X thing, the Mar- yeah. so it's really interesting how they actually struggled to feed their families and whatnot with what they were doing. They were so different, so out there, their sacrifice. They couldn't even feed their families in the end. Like, yeah. you saw what happened to Malcolm X's wife? Yeah, she I mean, wild. that family was yeah. destroyed. Anyway, like, go on. Yeah, I mean, also what I was trying to say was that, like, you know, it's definitely, you know, a perception that people, like, have about certain historical figures and like this is fucking hilarious. Okay, what so I'm trying to say. Anyways, okay, okay. Let me let me drink my water. I'm out. Point. <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, like it's just niggas aren't well received when you're trying to make your point change, but then after the fact you're very celebrated. Like people will look upon you in history. Like now we talk about Martin like the white people teach Martin Luther King. Like they didn't like literally yeah, try to destroy everything yeah. about him. So not trying um, literally. 
Yeah, and it's <clears> like, um, I think that's important in real time. Like, when you have that perspective historically, when you think about, like, I think history, like, when you te- when you're taught things in class, you forget these were real people. Mm-hmm. Like, you forget that, like, history is happening right now. Like, you forget that, like, you could be a historical figure. Do you see, like, it's like, it's very ch- it's very frustrating because we, we're taught history, like, very, in a, like, removed way. Where it's like, wow, like, this happened. Yeah, this yeah, was just a thing. You but, know, they're, like, if you start, if we have a conversation with people who knew these people, or, like, people, like, go to the spaces that they occupy, you're like, no, this was a real person. Like, if I lived there, this would be the news. Wait, can I ask you something? Do you think if Malcolm X and MLK were more humble, more modest, that they could have become who they were? Hell no, bro. That's why I hate fucking modesty, bro. Like, okay, okay, but humble. Don't Just believe... go humble then. They humble were versus, humble. Martin Luther, King and Martin Luther King and Malcolm X were incredibly humble people. That's the only way you could be at that high level. Mm-hmm. Both of these guys had a tremendously profound relationship with God. Martin Luther King was a minister. This guy was incredibly humble. He couldn't have been at these high levels if he didn't know the only way he was going to get through it was because of something beyond him. Do you feel he was but humble he, in all parts of his life? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't speak to, like, was Martin Luther King humble in all parts of his life? That's a, that's a very specific question. Because <laughs> I feel like we just sort of traversed a little bit. Okay. With, with regards to how much he was humble in other aspects of his life, it's hard because I didn't... I don't, I don't know Martin Luther King personal level. I have researched aspects of... Okay, bro. I'm just... You're making fun of me now. I'm just I'm really not, Don't do that. I don't mean to make fun of you. There are little, like... I could say about, oh, he wasn't humble in his personal life because he cheated on Coretta Scott King. Like, there, that's a potential when you, answer. When you use, but I can't, you I don't know how to he... leverage how others treat you in certain spots. It's very interesting how it's a play. It's not, I think that we're, that, and the reason why I brought it up is because I feel like we're talking about it as if the minute it happens to you, it like transcends all of you and saturates all of you, and that's just how you are completely as a person. Some parts stay in the shadow, some parts stay in the bright light. Not all parts become that mosaic, right? Of what we're talking about. Not no, all parts I, become I, saturated. So I think it's important to also consider that these heroes have flaws. Y- yes, these heroes have flaws, but also just us, us yeah. regular folks, are also and that's, and that was, are also multifaceted in that way. And that was my point earlier, and I and I agree with what you guys brought up. I just I'm not really in a good moment, place of communication right now because I'm sort of spacey. Um, you but make like, sense. No, it's fine. I have a standard in terms of how I communicate. I feel oh, like oh, I'm excuse not. me. No, see, I'm, <laughs> I'm really miscommunicating that. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm sorry. I'm just saying that like today I'm feeling like I'm being spacey. I feel like I'm not quite articulated the way I otherwise have seen myself articulate. But that's okay because I'm still going to talk my shit to the extent that I can. Period. Um, what I was trying to say earlier when I was saying, oh, in those moments where you have something externally influence you to be feeling yourself internally remind yourself of a of a moment that was human it doesn't have to be a disparaging moment like i said oh the worst thing you've ever done in most cases if somebody turns to that thought they'll probably feel really bad about themselves but like that i was probably i I don't know that's hyperbolic a little bit to your point about mosaics this is more with the king i mean obviously we're very selective in terms of how history is being told a hundred percent because there's guys on mountains their faces and shit who actually were responsible for human exploitation abuse and actually like horrendous th- like these slave owners and did horrendous things there's people today who, who like are rapists like an r kelly for example who we look mm. upon as a terrible individual but we love thomas jefferson i just don't understand like we're very selective but that's not the point 
Uh, Martin Luther King um, was somebody who, I, selectivity or not, I believe should have his position in history, but he was not a perfect person. And I don't think any person is a perfect person. That's why I think that's a problem about celebrating people. You can't, yeah. you can't put any person on a pedestal because there's the best thing that they've done. There's always something to match them in terms of the worst thing that they've done. It's like a that's what I was it's trying. A to say. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say earlier. I didn't mean to disparage yourself and feel terrible about yourself. That's why I'm, I'm not really communicating myself that well. But what I was trying to say was like, the best thing that you've ever done can be matched by the worst thing that you've ever done. So once you're, you're always going to come back to the neutral place. You, you need to stop thinking of yourself as like this, like, that's, that's the whole point of spirituality about detachment from ego. Because as long as you're a person, you could like be proved wrong about whoever you think you are. So you don't need to think you are anything. Just be what you are. Anytime there's a moment where you feel like, man, I'm the shit, as far as other people, come back to earth a little bit and be like, damn, like, what's a human moment? And like, the truth is, I believe in people who should like think that like who should feel great about themselves. But the only real reason why I could be great or anybody could be great is because there's like a real force that can influence greatness. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? So ultimately, I believe that people who believe in themselves believe in God, right? Like they believe in a true greatness. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, man, see, I wasn't communicating correctly. I saw your face. No, sorry. Like, no, no, no. Like, I'm listening. I feel like that might have missed. I'm not saying that if you think you're, if you're a confident person, you're not agnostic. <laughs> I'm saying. That you understand that there's greater than you. The only thing though, I believe that like, because like, there's something, yeah, like there's like, there's like, there's something that can make me be more. I will die. Like I'm a limited Thing. I'm a limited creature, but there's something that's unlimited that enables me to shine in this limited iteration. That's the greatness. That's why I celebrate those things. I just get frustrated when people try to dim you because it's like that removes you from that power. That power is the unlimitedness. That's the God per se. But when you try to keep people at a lower state, if you let someone else tell you who you are, you can't be connected to your Godness. You know what I'm saying? So you can get at these high levels of places through connecting to your godness, but remember that you are a man. Do you see what I'm trying to say? It's, it's a, I'm, I feel well, like I'm- well, yeah, well, I mean, like that's the whole thing where it's like, if, you know, when you're little, you're like, you can do anything you want. Everyone's a person, right? Everyone has that same, and it's not, yeah, everyone, it's not necessarily true that's because, because, you know, people have different starting points, right? You, they have different advantages and different, you know, um, uh, things that start with where they are. Um, so you have different starting points. So in the grand scheme of things, things aren't even, but in theory, yes, if you have the right resources and you can do whatever the hell, you know, uh, Barack Obama did or whatever else you look up to or whatever. And because that person's just a man, that person's just a woman, that's whatever. And so, yes, I agree with you with that. Um, and so it, it, it comes to the thing where it's like, how do you uh, go upon... Because people, people are just so reserved, right? People are so, I don't want to be in your face about it. And like I said before, you can be about, have that, you know, energy with yourself. And I think that's the most important part. And then you can navigate the rest of it later. Oh, and I'm so... Sorry. sorry. No, no, go ahead. I think it's, I think what made it make sense for me was when you said that your wrongs are going to like mask 
you know, all the amazing things that you've done. And I think that in my head, I'm like, no, I, I don't want it to mask. It's not like you have this and then it's immediately this. It's more like a puzzle piece. It's just, yeah, it just, it brings you, know you I mean? back. Like everybody's at a neutral place. Nobody is better than anyone else. Yeah, so what I'm saying is like, you can't be, <clears throat> no one is wholly spelled W-H-O, you know, with W-H-O. Holy humble. No one is wholly modest. No one is wholly, you know it's what I mean? A, it's it, an ongoing in practice. different parts of their life, depending on who was around them, depending on the positionality of whatever situation they're in, it's going to change. Yeah, I agree. So, so it's it's a balance it's a sheet. And, and remember, yeah, I, that that's the word. I, I was, pieces of a man. What'd you just, say? Just just got, composite. Composite pieces of a man. Just got him. That's really There's what I a, see. Um, Yeah, like Lily and Mick Jenkins has an album about this too, which is like. And that's the thing I talk to people about too, which is like anytime you feel self-conscious or if somebody else made you feel self-conscious, think about the capacity under which they experienced it. They only got one piece of you. Exactly. So how could you as the person who's seen every other thing, okay, let you. them tell you who you are? Thank you. Like that's really what it comes yeah, down that's to. That's it. Like, and like, and I think it gets very, like, I, I don't know. I think that's like a really important kernel and key when talking about self-esteem and self-confidence. It's just not allowing other people who only see one thing of you to tell you. And that's and that goes back to the other thing about humility, which is like those who see you in those great things haven't seen you in those bad things. Yes. Either. So you let just me, gotta come let, back to earth. Let me give you an analogy. Oh man. Right? So so think of yourself as a <laughs> I got one thing to say. Go on. No, I didn't cut you off, did I? No, you no, 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 no. It was me that wanted to go ahead, go ahead. No, no, because I I'm saying cause you, wait, just to conceptualize it better, right? To to kind of make a solid example, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is is that look at yourself as a balance sheet that has certain assets, right? And different assets people go and see. And so say you're a real estate, you have real estate and you you own this building, right? Of you that's a restaurant. And the restaurant's kind of run down, whatever. But you also have this luxury condo and this other luxury thing and this and that. But some you know of your properties are still need to be managed and, and developed. But someone might only experience and go to that restaurant and they only see that and they have a negative experience. But that's not your whole balance sheet. It's not your whole asset class. You have a bunch of other stuff that's going on for you that that brings up your ultimate value to this high level. But they only saw that one piece of the thing that you own, um, and that you know it's you're working and, and developing it still. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times people only see, like you said, that that one little snippet of who you are. You you have this whole balance sheet in front of you. You know what other things that help you to keep you at that neutral level. Exactly. And so you know there's that development. So just conceptualize it. Think about it like that, where you have all these different like. That's it. That's Properties. Real. You're yeah. the only one with access with full view to the mirror. Yeah. You're the only one with access with full view to the mirror. And then you get to choose what angle each person sees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, I don't know, ultimately, like, I just think the biggest thing is just coming back to that neutrality. Like, yes. just recognizing that, like, no one is better than anyone else. And just like, we all, like, and, you know, in the Bible, they talk about it as, like, we're all sinners, right? Um, and um, another way to say it is just, like, we're all, like, like think about the like your most awkward moment today. Oh god! And this is the thing. Think about the fact that you probably weren't the only person who had that type of awkward experience, you know, or at least felt that way. Like whatever it was. Like let's say you know whatever the experience was, someone else might see it and be like that's not that awkward. But how did you feel? You felt awkward. And so someone else can relate to that feeling. And like actually, as humans, I actually don't think we're all that um, different. Like I think we all want to be loved. We all want to be seen. We all want you know. There's very basic things, but even even if you're like, you know, on the surface level, very different or whatever, you want the same emotional things. So you're really similar. You can really relate to any human. There's something I was listening to a dissect podcast, learning about Kanye West's Jesus uh, album, and um, I think the concept is called truth of mind, something like that. But it's like the it's a psychology thing 
that was studied in the 80s, which is about how we can empathize with other humans. And then it was applied later in like the 2000s something or whatever to storytelling and why storytelling is so important and so powerful. Literally, you could watch a story or listen to, experience a story and literally connect to the emotions of the person. Like that's the whole yeah. basis of experiencing the story is you literally take in the events and the feelings and the emotions of the person as if you were experiencing it. That's because humans can empathize. And like, even if you disagree with the character, literally this is why Sopranos was such an important show is because it was one of the first shows to like bring in a protagonist who was like, not like, who was like a bad guy essentially. Like, Somebody who otherwise in the story would have been an antagonist was the protagonist. So you're actually rooting for Tony Soprano because you're you're watching it from his vantage point. You are literally empathizing with everything he's going through, even though you may not even agree with him as a person. Which goes to show that as humans, we have the capacity to empathize with pretty much anybody. You could tell a story about any character. Then we've seen it. Think, think about every book, movie, song. Think about this. You've listened. You've seen people. You're like, wow, I feel that. So I think that what that really brings us to is like, we're all not that like dissimilar. And I think that like, really it comes, we, there's the, I think that's like a beautiful thing that could like, at, during moments where you feel bad about yourself, realize that someone else feels, felt that way somewhere in the world, somebody felt that today. You know what I'm saying? Or felt that yesterday. And if you feel really good about yourself, definitely talk your shit, you know what I'm saying? Remind yourself of those moments when you didn't feel good about yourself. Recognize that like that's a testament to your growth. Recognize that that's a testament to your ability and your value. Mm -hmm. But then come back to earth and realize, you know what? I could probably match this with something that I haven't done great. Maybe everybody wouldn't love the aspect of it. I'm not like trying to be ultimately very religious. You know what I'm saying? That's not my intention. But I do believe that like, you know, if you recognize, like if you think that everything amazing about what you've done was solely due to you, mm -hmm. that's arrogance. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. always somebody you can thank for what yeah. you've done. Like it's, like if it's said, your mom, if it's a teacher, if it's God. I said God earlier because it's just an easier shortcut to communicate the point. But really what I'm trying to say in true humility is recognizing that those moments of greatness came from something before you. That's the whole thing with the mosaic that we talked about a long mm -hmm. time ago was that you are a culmination of every person that has, you know, come into your life. You learned something, you know, about that experience and you have brought it and it has impacted who you are today. And so, yeah, if you don't give credit to that and say, oh, it's all me. No, it wasn't you. You learned it from somewhere. You learned it, exactly. Because when you're coming into the world as babies, not knowing shit, and then your parents teach you how to walk and talk, and, and you learn and go to school and experience different things, and you learned it from somewhere. And so this is all collective learning. And acknowledging that will, you know, help you. Uh, like, even, like, even, like, let's say someone was born, <laughs> and, and, and they happen to be really strong or something. There's something about them. Those like, pandemic babies. Lord Jesus Christ. Like, 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 like let's just say like you, like, yo, he's 15, he's 21 or something. Yo, but I'm just stronger than y'all, though. Yeah, but like, you realize that like every aspect of your biology was due to evolution. There were people before yeah, yeah, yeah. that had to, like, literally even me. Yeah, your ancestors had to get here. Do you see what yeah, I'm trying yeah. to say? Mm -hmm. Like, you're attributing something to Sadhguru, this is a really interesting perspective on karma. He says... Karma is just memory. Super interesting. I can get into that more. But I think I watched that video too. It's super interesting. It's which is like uh, we can get into that more, but like there's he's talking about something called evolutionary karma, and we think about karma like oh I'm gonna get punished, this will be wrong. No, it's literally just like this, like, like it, it connects to that to this notion that like your subconscious thoughts create your your reality. 
So if you believe something about yourself, it'll just reflect into your reality. Therefore, if you have something to learn, that's your karma. Like it's a memory that has to be, anyways, I'm not gonna get into that. But my point is evolutionary, like in an evolutionary sense, if somebody has some dope aspect about how they are, just from a bot, but their genetics or their biology or whatever, that came from something before you. Even that, yeah. you realize you couldn't have just in a vacuum just been this strong thing. You had to get, you see what I'm saying? Things don't just, everything about everything once came from something. Um, and yeah, I can get even deeper. I might, I would love to, but I don't, it's gonna get yeah, too no, complex. Yeah. Um, but it's ultimately all I'm trying to say is like in those, if the, the person who, I think that's what arrogance is. The person who can't recognize that whatever is great about them did not come from, if, if somebody just thinks I'm just the shit. Yeah. And that's just the end of the sentence. You could be the shit, but like, really, what's gonna make you humble is recognizing, like, yo, this came in. And I just want to bring that whole like strong person. I think. Oh, I, I, I feel like someone's gonna be like, yeah, but what if somebody was just born great? Like, what if somebody wasn't taught to be whatever? I'm yeah. like, no, that's even that yeah. was brought from something else. Just keep me honest. Like I said, yeah. it, it's like the joke was like, oh, every every great athlete, you know, comes from a broken home, right? It's because they had to fight and do something, and there's that experience. They even had to be thankful for that because that shit drove them to do something and mm. make something better for themselves. And so there's a lot of like this different, you know, uh, duality to it that we were talking about. Um, and so I know I, I wholeheartedly agree yeah. that you have to be grateful for all the things that you do. Yeah. And it's like, and it's not that I'm saying I don't believe in innate greatness. I think we all innately are great, but that greatness comes from something. Mm. And that's why I said the God thing earlier. Right. But like, that's just a, a way to communicate. You could say something else. You could really think about, it could be a teacher. It could be a parent. It could be your ancestors, like some, somebody did something in order for me to feel this greatness. And, and we all have the ability to tap into it. it whether, whether it's humanity, like whether like the greatness is your intelligence. There's a cool thing about humans that makes us different from animals. We can actually just like, we have a like faculty in our brains uh, that enables us to like be aware of ourselves and our thoughts. And like, there's, there's like a meta-ness to the human experience that like a lot of other creatures don't have. That is a type of greatness. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let's say, like, well, let's back up a little bit. Let's say I was like some other being just studying a species on this planet Earth. I'd be like, dang, those humans are pretty dope. They're like really fucking wild. They still, they don't recognize that their fates are tied. And so they like destroy, because they don't, because on a deep level, they don't realize that like their relationship with themselves reflects the macro relationship with every other aspect of their species and planet. They harm them speak them the species in the planet because they also have a negative relationship with themselves i would recognize that but i'm like wait but the the simple ability to even have a relationship with yourself negative or not is a type of evolutionary value mm -hmm. the fact that th this creature can think about their themselves while being the the thing like while being myself i can think about myself as a self is actually very unique to our species. Um, and I think it's gonna be the key to maintaining this species because once you shift that attitude to one where it's like, I'm not limited to just myself. You know what I'm saying? You heal the whole. Yeah. All right, we have to understand that we're all connected. Mm -hmm. We are collective and you know, you have to be honest with yourself that you know, there are people that help influence to where you got and be, you know, um, have humility, 
with everything you do in the future. Um, but bring that, you know, bring that energy with yourself and know that you are the shit, you do matter, and that you can, you know, bring that into the interview room or with your friends and whatever and say, you know, I can defend this because I had these experiences and these are the things that, you know, will help us build us keep going forward and, you know, you try to bring those people along with you. But, yeah, I think that's a good stopping point. Good stopping that's a great, great episode. Great uh, conclusion right there. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Toy Seven Twenty One Club, we out. Nice. But well, like you tearing the paper, I'm like this poor man. Like, I don't want to mess up the audio. I heard the, I heard the candle. Good. Thank you. You heard the candle. Thank you for listening to the 2721 Club. Make sure to subscribe to hear more episodes and give us your reviews. Follow us on all major streaming platforms along with Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. I said it's over. I'm no longer gonna be a soldier. We will never let you take us over. I said it's over. I'm not even looking for no closure. Waking up my people like...